Welcome everyone to the AB Audio Experience. I'm your host, Addison Heist. This is our first episode. We're going to upload every week, regular Saturday at 7 Eastern. We don't know you, and you don't really know us, so I think the best way to start this is with a little icebreaker. Alright, Addison. Do you know why bees have sticky hair? No, why? Because they use honeycombs. How are y'all doing? My name is Brody Cooper, co-host of the AB Experience. Well, I think we need to do a little get-together on exactly who we are as hosts. I'm Addison, I'm 19, I'm currently going to college. I wanted to start this with my good friend Brody because I felt that this was the best way to introduce myself to a larger group of people around the world. And uh, I'm Brody Cooper, I already heard my name. I'm uh, 18 years old. I'm currently not going to college because, well, I took a little break because I thought that it, uh, it wasn't going to help me. Well, I want to say it wasn't going to help me, but it wasn't something I wanted to do. I want to take a little break, see whatever I wanted to do. I've been working a lot, and I've been wanted. I wanted to do this for about the same reasons that Addison did. Uh, just let people know, let people dive inside my brain, and see what I think about about multiple different things. Well, um, going into our the topic we're going to talk about today, one of the first topics we're going to talk about today, um, Addison, is there any couple video games you've been playing recently? What do you think of them? What do you think could make them better? And what do you think will ultimately be the game's downfall? Well, one of my favorite games since it came out has been Overwatch. It's been out for about two years now. I enjoy the game a lot. I think it brings a diverse mixture of FPS and MOBAs, first person, third person. Just There's a, just a wide range of things that it brings to the table that makes it a great game. There's a lot of problems with it. I mean, there's certain characters that are useless or not used at all. With the introduction of the Overwatch League, there's a lot that has been brought to the table in terms of skill and how you can now measure yourself compared to streamers and pro players alike to see how you are in the realm as long as not just like your score or how many eliminations you get or just how you're ranked whether you're gold, platinum, master, I mean stuff like that. I think the problem it has is though it takes too long for a person or a new character to be introduced. I understand that Blizzard as a company is working on a lot of stuff but this like eight month wait on a new character there's only been three or four new characters added and with one coming with a rework I just think they're taking too long and I think <clears throat> that this is going to ultimately be the biggest downfall to Overwatch as a game yeah. what about you? well it's a, it's a game I mean you both played uh, it's not the number one game that I've been playing recently I think majority of the People listening know what game that I'm talking about. But the game I've been playing not as much as the other game is uh, Call of Duty World War II. Uh, my opinion, <clears throat> I was a big fan of it at first because the hype hit me that Boots on the Ground was back. We are getting away from jetpacks, which I didn't think ruined the game, but I think drove a lot of the audience that had been there since the game, the series first came out drove them away because they didn't like it because it was different. Um, but I think it's average at best. 
it's not the best game that they've ever made, but it's not the worst game. In my opinion, I think it's <clears throat> probably the worst of the Call of Duty series to come out, or worst game in the Call of Duty series to come out within the last four to five years. <clears throat> uh, there's always two sides to every game that you play, whether you realize it or not. There's always the casual player, which is the players that play your public matches and all that, and then you have the competitive side of the game. And that's the people that are trying to make the game a living and make enough money on the game to support themselves, families, whatever. Um, whenever you play the competitive side of the game, it, you come to see that the game is just too much based on your internet connection. So if you get an internet connection and you don't, your internet comes from just your standard provider around town that you pay 40 bucks a month for, you won't be able to do as good as somebody that's paying, say, $100 a month for their internet. And I think that's one of the bad things about the game that I wish that they would change when the next game drops in October. Um, and I just feel it's, a, it's like it's a new game every week or every other week whenever they come out with their updates. I think, and you can agree with me on this, that they change too much in their updates and it seems like they're not confident whenever they make a change to the game. Um, I don't think, I think the game is already, I don't think you can make it better other than not changing so much when you make these updates and be a little bit more confident when you change the game in the updates. Uh, the game itself, World War Two, has already hit its downfall. Not a lot of people are playing it. More people are playing Fortnite because, well, you know, why not? Um, and the series Call of Duty, if it hasn't died now, if it hasn't died yet by now, I don't think it'll ever die. Really, I think it'll be on. I think it'll eventually get to the point where. It's almost dead, but I don't think Activision or anybody that makes the games, I don't think they'll let the series completely die. I think they'll just stop making the game before they, you know, let it die. But I think if the next two or three games aren't up to the expectations of the player, you'll start to see uh, not a lot of people playing it and people venturing out into other multiplayer games and other first-person shooters to play that they enjoy a little bit more. Um, you know, it's a game. Hell, hopping into the next game, it's a game sweeping the world, taking the world by storm, as uh, some people like to say. I know you've played it, me and you played it together. What are your opinions on Fortnite? I, um, I personally, I love Fortnite. I think it's an excellent game. I think that with the constant updates and with the addition of new things, changes to the map, not necessarily creating a whole new map, but just the small changes to the pre-existing map have helped the game become bigger and larger than life to most people. I mean, the free platform really helps, but just the the game itself is something that you can pick up and you can be bad at and it's okay. You can be good at it and that's nice. And I mean, as you can see, the way it's going is taking turns towards a professional 
kind of route similar to H1Z1 and other multiple games that have went from that public only to competitive and public. Yeah. And my thing is I think that eventually Fortnite is going to have a problem with the thing that makes it the best game is going to make its downfall. So with the weekly updates and the additions of things like the C4, the Clingers, the LMG, the minigun, the stuff like that, the uh, jump pad, the addition of small things that are useful in only certain scenarios is going to eventually make it slowly drift away for the not for the common player, not the people that want to be better or the people that really love the game. I mean, I like the game that it's not play to win, but I like that anybody can play it and have a fun time even if they do lose and how satisfying that that victory royale screen is so i know we've played it together a lot so what about your thoughts on the game uh you know i think it's a good game it's not my favorite battle royale game to ever drop that would that takes the it takes the number two spot uh the number one spot in my opinion is h1z1 i think that is my favorite battle royale game to ever come out. But Fortnite, I think it's a you know what? It's a great game. The free aspect of the game where you don't have to pay to play it is that makes it better for your people that play video games. They're gonna see that the game is being better than what it actually is because it's free. You don't have to pay for anything unless you pay for the battle pass, which doesn't give you any any kind of advantage in game the skins that you buy in the store the dances or any that just adds a little more diversity to your character and uh you know i think they're just doing everything right i don't think they've done a few things wrong but as soon as they do the few things wrong there's always the update to come fix it and you know i don't really know what can make them better than what it already is because it's definitely the most popular game that has come out in a long, long time. And uh, as long as they keep doing anything right, I think the game will just stay growing. and It'll stay good. Um, if I had to pick a few things that could make the game fall off the map, have a little bit of a downfall in the game, it would probably be if it ever becomes pay to win, like if you pay for something in the store or you pay for uh, supply drops that you can get skins out of, a lot of money is going to be spent on the game, people are not going to get and then microtransactions really is what I'm trying to get at and it's just loot boxes, like you don't know what you're going to get, but you really hope you get that certain skin, which I don't think they'll ever do that, but if they do they don't ruin it, and if it's pay to win, like if you pay to get a gun, if you pay 20 bucks to get a gun in-game that nobody else can get but you, or an attachment on your gun that makes the game easier for you, makes you better as a player, then I think people will start to drift away from it, but I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Um, and if they ever stop doing everything right, which I don't know how long they're going to continue to do everything right, but if they ever stop doing everything right and stop listening to what the people want that are playing the game every day, putting their life into the game, I think that's when 
the game could down could just fall off. Um, and another thing with other these other battle royale games, I know H1 especially, they have proximity chat, which people call it. Some people call it toxicity chat, which makes the environment toxic. So a lot of young people are playing Fortnite. Well, there's no proximity chat, so you can't talk to somebody. No, Mikey can and uh. Well, uh, if that ever if that ever changes to where you have proximity chat, then I think the toxic environment could drive a lot of the younger players out of it, and especially if they're playing on their Xbox or PlayStation and they have the audio coming through their TV instead of a headset, where if little Johnny, little eight-year-old Johnny, sitting there playing kill somebody and then if he ever if he dies with somebody or he kills somebody next thing you know little Johnny's mom comes in the room here's about 90 F-bombs dropped here's a kid getting called a disappointment to his parents anything like that she his mom or dad probably would not want him on that game anymore because it would just be it wouldn't be a good environment for somebody to be in. And I think that could really make it downfall and not make it where a lot of people are playing it anymore. But uh, that's it for the first topic. Uh, going into the second topic of the show, and it's going to be a little weird transition for everybody. Although, but as you've seen, or as you've read, we talk about anything and everything on this show. So going into the next transition of this, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. And, Addison, do you think the Browns finally got it right with their first-round picks? I I think they do. I think you really can't go against what they're doing right now with Baker Mayfield. I mean, there's a lot of questions about his maturity level, his level of play, but, I mean, he started out high school. He was an All-American. I mean, he went to Texas Tech. Everybody wanted him to stay. Transferred to a bigger school, Oklahoma, which Oklahoma, their fans, if you've ever met a group of Oklahoma fans, they are very judgmental about their players. So if they are rocking with a guy like Baker Mayfield for all whole year and saying that he's the best in the country, you best believe that they mean like he is the best in the country. Yeah. I mean, there's people that thought he wasn't mature because of the Kansas game. I mean, that did look bad, but I think he just he got carried away. He was in the moment, and he was just ready to go onto the national championship, on the national stage for the Rose yeah. Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, that sort of thing. And with what they're doing, they wanted to get a mixture of offense and defense. They had two first-round picks. And they went with Denzel Ward because, to me, that was that was their best option. The defense, I know that people want him to go with Bradley Chubb or Quentin Nelson, but Denzel Ward, to me, the best overall cornerback in the draft, and he was available at number four. I think that what they're doing was great, and I like it. I like to see that the Browns are trying, finally trying something out of the ordinary that isn't going with the supposed most wanted number one overall pick with Saquon Barkley or Sam Darnold. Now, yep. we watched the draft together, Brody. I just want to get, do you think the same thing that I do, or what are your, any 
differences? I think the same thing you do. I think Baker Mayfield. I liked him a lot. You know, his on-field antics, I just laughed at him. At Kansas, I know a lot of people didn't like it. Or him putting, planting the flag, the Oklahoma flag, whenever they played Ohio State and beat them. But uh, I'm going to pull up some stats here. So for Baker Mayfield in his four years of college, one year at Texas Tech, and then his last three years at Oklahoma, he threw for 68.5% completion, which is really good. You're completing well over half of your passes. He threw for 14,607 yards. He threw for 131 touchdowns to only 30 interceptions in his four years. His overall uh, QBR was a 175.4, which is just, you know, unheard of with some people. And, you know, Oklahoma's a really good football college, well, sports college, if we're going to talk about that. And I think he lived up to the expectations that people had for him. But going into somebody like Sam Darnold, who people thought was going to be, the, who some people like Mel Copper and other people thought was going to be the number one pick. So he had three, he had two years of college. He had three, but his first year he was redshirted. But he played in 27 career games, threw for 7,229 yards, 87 touchdowns to 22 interceptions. Which, if you look at Baker Mayfield, and I know that Sam Darnold only did that in two but Baker Mayfield had only eight more interceptions thrown in his whole four-year career than Sam Darnold had in two. So I think his interception problem in his sophomore year at USC drove some of the teams away from him. But I think ultimately Baker Mayfield was the right pick for the Browns. I think he's going to fit good with the system, and especially that they got big. It's sorry, not big. Since they got Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon, but he's just going to make sure they're just going to want to make sure that he matures correctly and he doesn't turn into the second coming of Johnny Manziel. But you know, there are some things we didn't agree with on the first round picks and for the Browns and for any other team. So do you think there was any bad first-round picks for any team out there? I think the worst pick in the first round, in my opinion, goes to Seattle with the Seahawks choosing Rashad Penny, San Diego State, running back. I mean, he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting this man. Obviously, I can't go out there and do anything that he does. But with the pick... The 27th pick, you've still got Darius Geis. I mean, he's got some off-the-field problems that have been reported lately and some coaches saying he's not ready. But, I mean, you've also got people like Sonny Michelle and you got Nick Chubb. I mean, it's just there are so many good running backs that you could have chose and still been okay. I mean, they knew that – many people knew that the Patriots were eyeing a running back with – their running backs, some of their running backs leaving. 
So yeah. I, I think that their best option was to trade that pick away to the Patriots and then go with let them either choose Rashad Penny or if they chose Sonny Michelle, then drop back to 31 and pick Rashad Penny. If that's really if you really want him to be your guy, you need to do something like that. Uh, what do you think the biggest upset in the draft was in the first round? I think the worst pick in the in the first round was the Jets picking Sam Darnold because I don't think he was the second best quarterback to be had in the draft um because of his interception problems that he had in his sophomore year and I know his workout that he had in the rain it was impressive I'm not going to say it was but you know I think he did it he did that so people would focus more on that more than his interception problems that he had his sophomore year. Another upset that I think, or an upset that I thought was uh, Lamar Jackson going for the last pick in the first round. I think the Saints with Drew Brees, you don't know how many years you have left in them. I know he's still playing really good. And now they have a run game to get some of the game off of him with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And I think I think the Saints, instead of going after a defensive end, which their defense was stellar last year. They had a really good defense last year. I think they should have waited to get maybe a defensive end in the later round and let their defense just coach them up and he could be a good defensive end one day. But I think they should have went with Lamar Jackson with their pick because you get him, who's a good quarterback, been told that from many people. Many people were surprised whenever it seemed like he wasn't going to go in the first round. And I think, I don't think him with Joe Flacco and with Joe Flacco coaching him up and developing him, I think he would have been better off with. Drew Brees, who's ultimately the better quarterback than Joe Flacco. I think Drew Brees is going to give a few more years to the Saints at best. And you had Lamar Jackson coming back, or not coming back, but backing him up and let Drew Brees and Sean Payton develop. Drew Brees, whenever he retired or retires, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I think everybody knows that. And I think with Lamar Jackson coming up through that system, I think it would have been better. I think you'd see him win a few championships, a few Super Bowl rings, and make the Saints better for the future. But I don't think that will happen with Lamar Jackson going to the Ravens and back in Joe Flacco. I don't think Joe Flacco's that good of a quarterback. I think they could have done better. But off that, onto a team that we both love, the Tennessee Titans. What do you think about our first-round pick? I think us moving from the 25th pick to the 22nd pick was one of the best things that we could have done as a team because, I mean, it came out, people knew that's who we wanted. We wanted Rashawn Evans from Alabama. We wanted we wanted him on our team. He would fit the, the chemistries, the style that we wanted. 
We have Derrick Henry, who has been known for a long time that they are they're two peas in a pod. They're close friends. They text each other saying, "I hope that's where I go, and I hope that you can come here." They were that type of they're those type of friends. Yep. We knew that the Patriots wanted him. There were reports that the that the Panthers wanted him. That they might be taking him to learn alongside Luke Keekley and that way he could be a better linebacker. But I think us ultimately trading up with Baltimore to get the 22nd pick to be able to take Rashawn Evans was a great idea. He can do both the pass rush, which I mean will helpful for people like Jarrell Casey and people like um, Jarrell Casey and Brian Arakpo. He can learn from those two. He can help them. So it's not like a just the two of them. And he yeah. he also learned at Alabama from C.J. Mosley. He learned from people like Reuben Foster and just and then Dante Hightower when he comes down from New England and practices there to work out at Alabama. He learned all of this stuff. I mean, I know you're not an Alabama fan. I don't know a lot of Tennessee yeah. Titans fans aren't Alabama fans, but I can safely say a lot of people were excited about this pick at this point in the draft. I mean, what are your opinions? Yeah, you know, I think it was a good pick. I think it would weak point last year was our defense. And I think Marcus Mariota was on the field too much. And that was the main reason why he wasn't playing to the caliber that we know he can play, which I think was getting not on the field too much. He wasn't on the field enough because our defense was constantly on the field. If that makes any sense, probably doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense in my mind. But I think it'll help our defense out a lot. I think having him with the Rackpo and Casey will give us a nice three-man pressure. Well, not just the three of them, but those are going to be the three main guys that you're keeping up, getting sacks, and getting all the numbers. And he can also he can do it all. And not, not it all. Like he couldn't go play cornerback, but he can do everything you want a linebacker to do um another an upset that i missed that i forgot about was the cowboys pick which i'm not a big cowboys fan i'm a i love dak prescott and ezekiel elliott but i'm not a cowboys fan at all but i don't think what was his name oh uh leighton vander esch from leighton vander esch from boise state i don't think that was a good pick Considering you just got rid of Des Bryant, Jason Witten is getting up there in age, and he even said he was going to be done, or he was considering retiring, which when most people say they're considering retiring, they're going to retire. And I think they should have went after either a wide receiver or a tight end. And then Jerry Jones it was the biggest curveball to everybody and gets a middle linebacker. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, you've got the guy, you've got a tight end. I know this is, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a there's a tight end in the, in the second or third round. The first name, Dallas, he's a tight end. He's one of the best. And they let Philadelphia trade up one pick in front of him to take him, to give them this giant middle finger whenever they... They just wanted to prove to Dallas that they they won the Super Bowl. They're the better team in the conference. And then we just robbed your pick. Yeah. 
I think the better pick for them would have been Calvin Ridley, which a lot of people had him projected to go to the Cowboys, which would have made a lot of sense. It would have took some pressure off Ezekiel Elliott. It would have took a lot of Prescott having a young receiver like him, and as much as he's developed at Alabama, even though you know I don't like Alabama that much, I will say he's a good receiver, great receiver. Coming out of college, he's developed a lot. I think him and Dak would have been a good duo to have, and just get, just take the carries off of Zeke. Give him some breaks on offense where you're not, which he is a he's a workhorse. He'll he'll do it, but I don't think you wanna. I don't think you wanna give him all the offense in the game. You wanna see Dak Prescott throw a little bit, which now you're gonna see more of rushing and let Dak be a game manager, which I don't think that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because that's what Dak Prescott is. But I think having a wide receiver would have helped the offense a lot. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on that? I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's crazy to think that the couple days, even weeks <clears throat> before that, you had people picking – Calvin Ridley top 10, I mean, going to places like the maybe the Bills or maybe the Bears, maybe even San Francisco throwing a curveball and picking a wide receiver. The the caliber at which Calvin Ridley was playing for the conference he's playing with, he's playing teams like, I mean, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Ole Miss. I mean, they played Georgia. I mean, these are good defenses. And, you know, you've got a wide receiver showing out that's only 19, almost 20 years old. He's showing out against all these teams, and then he drops down all the way to number 26 to be chosen by the Atlanta Falcons, who were in the playoffs, who were wrecking during the regular season, just showing teams up that they were expected to lose to because they have such a high-tempo and fast-paced offense. Then they get a playmaker like Calvin Ridley that, next to Julio Jones, if he even learns an ounce of what Julio Jones has to offer. I mean, he's a threat. He's deadly out there on the field. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the Falcons are going to be very scary to deal with. Um, Going into this part of the show, we have this spot reserved for fan-submitted questions, which we don't have any to give right now because this is obviously our first episode. But for our next episode, next Saturday at 7 Eastern and 6 Central, you may email questions you want answered on the show to the abexperiencepodcast at gmail.com, or you may tweet any questions to us using the hashtag abxp. And that is all for the show. Thank you for checking in this week. We would like to say we'd like to give our thanks for our first podcast ending on such a high note. And we'll see you next week at the same time, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Hit the like button. Help us a lot. Um, if you have any opinions on what we could do better upcoming episodes, you can leave us a comment. Make sure to read all of them and give you, some, give you answers to anything you have in the comment section. And if you're listening to us on any other platform, make sure you follow us over there. Leave us a good rating. 
Greatly appreciate it. All right. We'll see you again next week. Thank <laughs> you.